0: Welcome to Split, the After Ever After podcast. We're here along with other experts and real people with real stories to help you navigate life after separation. Whether you're newly separated or divorced and co-parenting, listen now for tips and advice on how to build a foundation for a more peaceful future. The COVID-19 pandemic is certainly upending lives everywhere and separating or divorced parents are no exception. Those who felt their co-parenting relationship was already under strain are now facing a whole new host of challenges. How can you co-parent and raise children between two homes when everyone is being urged to socially distance? What if you feel as though your ex is not following the current guidelines or is an essential service worker and more likely to transmit the virus to your children? This week, Jennifer and Ashley answer these questions, offer creative ways for quarantine parents to stay connected with their kids, and provide simple yet effective strategies for how to communicate your health and safety concerns to your former spouse. Hey guys, welcome back to Split. Hi. This week we are talking about co-parenting during covid which has presented challenges for everyone everywhere there's absolutely no denying that but i think that people who are going through separation or divorced parents or co-parent can also agree that you know we have an extra layer of of stress to deal with if we have if we were previously carrying around negative emotions like anger sadness frustration Um, all that negativity that can come with the divorce process because that can really interfere with effective communication and our ability to problem solve, which is what Mm. we are being faced with when, um, you know, things are changing by the day right now. Right.
1: Yeah. Constantly changing. And I mean, that's, yeah, that's the big thing, right. We have to, we have to be open to communicating because we can't like make a solution and then that's it because it's just changing all the time with the restrictions. I think that yeah, we're one is that, of course, we're all under this. So no one is immune to it. Some mm-hmm. people more than others with their jobs and things like that. But it can be a really great opportunity because no one of us has the solution. So we may think we do. But, you know, even the the Ministry of Health and our, you know, CDC in the States and everything like they're even changing their viewpoints. So yeah. I think, you know, we have to be open to try to understanding like where the other person is coming from, try to understand where we're coming from. And then I think that it presents an opportunity to have kind of this common goal. Like, how are we going to keep the kids safe? Like, yeah. I think we are all sort of in agreement that COVID is bad and yeah. it sucks and it's a problem. So you can kind of have a united front a little bit about that and like kind of agree that yeah. that's this common issue. And Like now let's try to figure it out.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So we received quite a few questions. Mm -hmm. um, And I know you are probably dealing with this a lot in your practice. Yeah,
1: it's coming up a lot.
0: So we can, we can address a a few specific ones, but it seems like most of them fall under just a few categories. So, you know, parents are concerned, let's start with the first one, parents who are concerned about safety. So whether that's their Kids' safety, their own safety, um, depending on who they have living in their home, who they have, you know, who people that are more vulnerable than others, mm-hmm. um, grandparents living in the situation. So one question that we had um, specifically here, someone wrote in and said, having the same safety expectations newborn at home while we're co-parenting with two other households, which is enough on a good day. day. That's (laughs) a lot. You've got a lot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just, just the newborn is (laughs) enough going on. Yeah, exactly. So let's,
0: let's talk about this.
1: Yeah. I think with the, again, I always just, I think it's a good opportunity to like ask a lot of questions, right? So Mm -hmm. understand, try to understand like, what the other person's concerns are so they said you know what are the safety expectations i think everyone is different and things that some people feel comfortable with some people are like feel super comfortable going to the grocery store um but they've kept their kids home from school yeah so right it's always, like everyone's different mm-hmm. um some people are crazy with the masks but they don't use the hand sanitizer or, like whatever right mm-hmm. like everyone just has like different things so i think asking those qu- how can we keep the kids safe. What do you think? And then asking them why, like if they give you a certain answer, like why, and really trying to understand where they're coming from. right? Um, Because I think sometimes people, that's what I do with my clients is really trying to understand. So maybe underlying is like, they have grandparents they're seeing, Mm -hmm. or so it seems like they're being overly cautious, but once a week they're going to see grandparents or something. Right. So there can sometimes be You know, some underlying reasons. Um, And so that's what we spoke to is that kind of having that common ground. So not approaching it and saying, like, this is what we should do. Right. Because you don't know. Like, that's that's the common thing, right? Maybe you think that. Um, And then, yeah, like, what do you think is reasonable? Asking the other person. Mm -hmm. Like, I think very few people are going to say, we should do nothing, right? They're going to say something. Yeah. Um, And then you can kind of have that back and forth. So I think that's the most important and then of course putting the kids first so it seems like there's a lot of kids involved so mm-hmm. how, you know which parents are they seeing how often like that really is the forefront too. their their health safety yeah but then like yeah how can we get them some time Absolutely. with their parents
0: i think you addressed this too in a previous episode perhaps but um we had talked about before just being reasonable and having reasonable expectations considering you know where your ex is working. Like people mm-hmm. who are all working from home. Okay, great, you're on the same page. But I mean, what if you're a first responder, or someone who is mm-hmm. still out, out working in the world? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's only so much that you can do, even if you're trying to, you know, really follow all the guidelines, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, there there's going to be always some level of risk, right? Mm-hmm. Like just, and that's the thing too, is that sometimes, I mean, unless you're going to put yourself on you know you've stocked up your house with all the gas and food and water that you need you're yeah. going to be in lockdown you know bunker up for six weeks like you're still going to be leave- leaving the house too yeah. like you're going to be doing things right so mm-hmm. you can't guarantee that you're going to be 100% safe exactly. so that's where yeah figuring out what the because you're right people still need to work and and figuring out what's reasonable but there is always going to be some level of risk
0: absolutely mm-hmm. So another one that I know can be really touchy is, uh, parenting time. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we had some people say things like, you know, our, my time has been reduced now because our schedules have changed or, you know, I'm just, I'm not available in the same hours and we've had to rejig making that time up. Or, you know, if I, if I agree to, cancel and get and have less time am I ever going to get that back Mm. you know and how do you have that trust with the other person Mm -hmm. yeah so it's it's important to
1: me to say that as a mediator like I can give sort of legal information about what my understanding is about things but I don't Mm -hmm. want people to misconstrue what I'm saying as you know legal advice specific to their situation but you know it's my understanding that as long as you're clear and in agreement about why you're making changes which is that is because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And you can put that into writing as well, um, that there isn't a big concern about that then affecting, you know, long term, change. right? Um, But yeah, being clear about that, you can put that in writing, you can both sign it and have that you can date it and witness it. You could amend an agreement. So yep. um, as a mediator, I can help people do an interim uh, parenting agreement. Mm-hmm. So it actually stipulates, you know, during COVID, during pandemic, like this is what we're following. Um, when it goes down to, you know, g- code green or code yellow, like whatever you agree to mm-hmm. thresholds or we'll reevaluate at such and such date like whatever you agree to, you know, then it will revert back to what you would call your regular parenting schedule. Yeah. So, you know, you can have emails about that, just something to show like, Hey, you know, this was not, um, we didn't do this. Yeah. It wasn't (laughs) abandoning. It wasn't a situation that was because of anything other than COVID, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, that those were the reasons. And, and then I think, yeah, it's really just about figuring out, there's so many we have to get a little bit creative with the time right yeah so it doesn't have to necessarily be less time although it may have to be I know a lot of parents um that I've worked with definitely saw their kids much less yeah um and that was difficult there's some parents that went quite a long time um just using FaceTime Mm -hmm. um just because they just couldn't like you said because of jobs or something like yeah. They just were exposed to a lot. Um, but there's maybe ways, like I know some other families got a little bit creative with having their kids or kids were a little bit older, but having them for longer periods of time so yeah. that they can ensure that like everyone was safe, like during those sort of like quarantine times that their people bracket. were testing their yeah. bracket, right? Their 14 day, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um. So there's ways of, yeah, still getting a little bit creative to still have the time. Mm-hmm. But we certainly, yeah, we don't, I think, Another thing I think I would say as a mediator is that there's work to be done if someone's in fear that by changing it because of COVID, they're going to be yeah Yeah. Yeah. So that would be an issue.
0: And you talk about this a lot, you know, in uh, some of your strategies, but like really putting the ideas into like, like. Carrying that through. Okay, we have this schedule change, this possible schedule change, but what's that going to look like? Is it actually going to work for all of, for everyone involved? Because, I mean, if you have both parents working from home and you've got kids that are doing e-learning, which one has the more flexible job to help with that? Unless you have teenagers who are pretty much like self-sufficient when it comes to that. So really thinking through what's going to be best for everyone and when I say what's best I don't mean you know the great choice I mean what can we all live with Yes right? yeah like that's yeah. just kind of the world that we live in right now yeah. it's not ideal for really anybody. Yeah, no, exactly.
1: And it is what's best for the kids, right? Mm-hmm. So you're right. If if one parent's environment is just not conducive to doing the e-learning or whatever, mm-hmm. then that's not best for them, yeah. right? They have to be able to learn and get to, or to and from school, whatever the setup is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to always be a criteria is like, yeah, what is best for them?
0: Yeah. And lastly, the bulk of you know, struggles or concerns that were shared with both of us is just the sheer amount of arguing that is happening right now. Because as we've said before, things are changing on the daily and people are having to make new decisions. I mean, you can't just stick to, you know, a court order that may have been kind of keeping you just barely together and getting along. So you know how do we how do we address that? How do we minimize conflict and make these decisions as things are changing?
1: Yeah. So again, I think it's about just honestly being open and being open. You have to be open yourself to what mm-hmm. your ex, what their expectations may be, what solutions they might have. Like yeah. they might. We can't like any of these things we're going to talk about. You know, you can approach it say with you've already figured out what needs to happen mm-hmm. and you're just gonna tell them how it's gonna be, right? Yeah. Maybe they do have a good solution. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say, you know, similar to what we would do in mediation is like, okay, none of us has a right answer here. So how do you think like some of those questions, right? What do you think we could do to keep the kids safe? Let's both think about that yeah. and like put all your answers out there. Like mm-hmm. that's similar to what we would do and, and brainstorm everything. Like yeah. Some might be crazy. Some might have a bit of sense. You might end up blending a couple together and then try to think about, okay, like, you know, what would work here? And I think that shows the other person, okay, like, I actually I want to hear you out. I want to hear what you have to say. Right. I'm not coming and telling you um, this is the way it's going to be, because I think. You know, everyone cares about the safety of your kids. So mm. I think if you do approach it like that, you really are being insulting to the other person. Yeah. That, that they're not concerned also exactly. about their kids' safety, right? Their view may be different of it, but they yeah. still they care everyone cares about their kids.
0: I have a hard time, something that I really struggle with. And we, you know, my ex and I have encountered this issue, much like everybody else. We had a parenting plan in place. We had to revise it because of COVID. Basically, you had her every other weekend. And two dinners during the week, we cut it down Mm -hmm. to one because, you know, there's not many restaurants that are available, weather's changing, it's getting darker earlier, yada, yada, yada. Well, now things have changed again. And we've decided we need to cut out this one night because it's just it's not working. But we've already cut back time. Now we just want to try to rejig that and and Mm -hmm. move that to a different spot. And we did do that. We did have a good discussion about it, but you know, when he throws out a suggestion, which is, it's not a bad suggestion in my mind, you know, I I don't think it's coming from a bad place, but instantly I thought to myself, oh, this is going to be really disruptive. It's so hard to not go there right away and like watch my facial expressions we tried we did this time we did it all over email which was great okay good yeah um, yeah. yeah which gave me time to just like you know you send me what you're thinking I'll send you what I'm thinking and then yeah. and then we'll kind of go from there so that good. gave us gave us the time and yeah it's just really try to keep your reaction <laughs> Right. Check, right, which is very
1: good on email. Yeah, they yes. don't see that. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes so You don't want to be doing like
0: a Facetime.
1: <laughs> no, right? no, they no, can, no. They can see it. No, and I wonder in those situations. Like sometimes I did this myself. You can maybe try it out for a week. Exactly. And then you have that actual like data to say to them, yeah. you know, and then they also see like, you're willing to try it. You're Definitely. willing to try it out. And and
0: ultimately in the end, you know, that's kind of what we're doing. We're doing a combination of both of our mm-hmm. ideas. We're trying it this weekend in, in particular, actually. Yeah. And we just said, you know what, let's just see how it goes. If it's a good, complete- debacle then I guess we'll have to reconfigure but we'll just try we don't you know like we keep saying we don't know
1: so that's right yeah because I think that it that builds a lot of goodwill with the other person right you're not saying no that's not gonna work here's all the problems I see with it it's like okay Mm -hmm. I'll try it but then yeah then you can say you know I did try it and here's what did actually happen right so then you have some objective criteria to say like here are the reasons you know can we go back to the drawing board and you know figure out something else yeah Um, I think another thing with this that I was doing some conflict coaching and, um, there's, I've mentioned in one of our other podcasts, there's a, an author and he actually was an negotiator uh, named Chris Voss. And he talks about that. So I don't want to take credit for what (laughs) he does of the power of being able to ask a question. The other person can answer no, Mm -hmm. because no is very empowering. So instead of approaching it, so you first want to start with open-ended questions. So we've talked about that instead of approaching it and saying, you know, This is how rules are changing with COVID. You're going to ask a question. What do you think? But even another level from that would be asking a question that they can answer with no. So you could say something like, um, you know, it wouldn't be a problem to make them like wash their hands like every time they come in from outside, would it? you know, it really bugs me. It wouldn't be a problem would it. Could you just do that? And they can say, no, that wouldn't be a problem. Love it. Yeah. It's Love a that. little thing, but it really works because you're sort of empowering them. They yeah. can, they can say no.
0: Can I use this with, um, my, with my toddler? Because yes, I think oh, yeah, yeah. it's your favorite word. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: haven't actually thought of my toddler's age. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, do you think another way, like, do you think it's wrong to be worried about those, all of those outside friends coming in right. or would it be the worst thing if, you ask the neighbors to like keep it to seeing each other in the garage now not coming in the house like just mm-hmm. these little things that we're worried about right yeah. do you think it's the worst thing if we got everyone to use the hand sanitizer at the door now yeah and I think yeah most people just say no, no no it's fine they're not going to say yeah it is the worst thing in the world like so yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll answer it works really well so it's just trying to yeah phrase things in ways that can move things forward a little bit
0: yeah and asking them, you're asking a question. You're not demanding. Yeah. It's No, great. you're not demanding. Yeah. What yeah. do they really
1: have to say about it? And you're listening to their answer.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some ways that you can work together rather than against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not doing this now, but over the summer, we, uh, when I was off work and at home with my daughter, she wasn't in a daycare my ex was coming over uh, every now and again to come and do visits at our house, Mm -hmm. which I know is not, you know, necessarily going to work for everybody. But, um, you know, even during the summer when it was really nice, sometimes he would come by if he was working in the area and they would just play in the front yard for 30 minutes. And, you know, is 30 minutes a lot of time? No, but it's better than nothing. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's,
1: and and for young kids sometimes too, like they don't have a clock out, right? It's yeah, exactly. like, I saw my parents today and I had some time, they made a good little memory or something like that. And that's that. it. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. I think, um, I've seen exes work together in lots of really interesting ways, which is again, a way that this could actually bring us together a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were, it looks like, possibly we're going back towards a more of a lockdown situation some of our listeners probably are already there at this point but when we were in lockdown in the spring um you know minimizing grocery trips so mm-hmm. I actually was picking up some groceries in that form I asked for when he was going to have the kids so that he wasn't in the grocery store and I was in the grocery store and we're both standing in lines I was there anyway so I grabbed the dinner stuff for the kids and then like, Jennifer is an up. angel everyone <laughs> hey, she is queen <laughs> queen co-parent moment
0: <laughs> I did not say that but <laughs> I'd say
1: it I was yeah. because of the deadly virus that yeah. I did, that I did. yeah so um the ways like that can kind of I mean yeah you're doing it in the name of this pandemic <laughs> but it does help you to kind of like you're doing something nice yeah. right yeah and maybe for some of us yeah we wouldn't have done those things other mm. than being in that situation but we are yeah um yeah I think also, yeah, you talked about being creative. I mean, we're going into winter now here in Canada, so Mm -hmm. it's really limiting that. But, yeah, going to parks and hikes and different things like that. Yeah. Um, And being creative with FaceTime Mm -hmm. as well. Like, I think, I mean, FaceTime is definitely not as good as in person, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we all were doing the zoom calls with our friends and everything, and I think it can come a close second. Um, And for kids, I saw it with kids, you know, having a consistent time and you can make it kind of fun, right? Like you can eat dinner together on FaceTime, or even they watched a show together. Like,
0: yeah, you don't have to have conversation. I know I have a coworker who's great and he's divorced with two older kids. And Mm -hmm. he said, you know, where I'm trying to find creative ways because, you know, the ones 13 and in the height of like the lockdown situation, when I call, you know, there's nothing for either of us to report on. So I think watching a show together or eating dinner together and just making casual conversation. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and actually making it intentional, like date kind of, right. It's like Tuesday night at seven, we have our call Mm -hmm. and it, yeah, it can be kind of fun. Like Mm -hmm. there's people can get creative with that. So, and again, I think as a co-parent, if you have those suggestions for your other parent, right. Like you're Mm -hmm. showing them, like, I care about your time. Yeah. You know, let's try to, I know a friend of mine bought her daughter an iPad because she was only able to do FaceTime with the father and he really appreciated that. Right. Like she, yeah. yeah, And it was showing that, you know, this is important to us and to Mm -hmm. make that time. So yeah, we're all forced. I think we all got creative in lots of ways and and we'll have to do that again. Yeah. With co-parenting.
0: And it's a good, it's been a good opportunity. I know for myself included, like when, when there's so much fighting and you're unable to communicate, it's really hard to kind of become the bigger person and make that first step towards, you know, acting out of kindness or really like extending the olive branch. But because of this situation, Mm -hmm. it's been Kind of an excuse to, like, as you said, go out and get them groceries or buy the iPad. Yeah. You know, you've got that opportunity. It's a really good time to try to take advantage of it and turn something that is pretty brutal into a positive.
1: Yeah. And I think in, it goes back to that question of the people that were asking a question about it affecting their parenting time. And we mm-hmm. said, you know, certainly. Yeah, the last thing we want anyone to be doing and people need to really check themselves as they are is mm-hmm. using this to try to yeah, get the upper hand with parenting time or or yeah. something like that, right? Um that that's really obviously not putting the kids first. And, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that obviously we're all going through this challenging time and when we're recording this we're still going through it and stuff more is to come. It's really unknown, but I think that, you know, we want to highlight that there are some opportunities here and that we could come out of this uh, in actually a better way, co-parenting and showing that we made it through. And that's a great example for our kids, obviously too, that we've made it through and done it in a positive way. Um, So we could come out of this uh, with stronger co-parenting relationships. So thanks for listening today Uh, for more tips and advice. You can find us both on our social media links. Um, We have links in the show notes for more information. And there's also a link at the end of the podcast to leave a voicemail on the podcast pages on iTunes and Spotify. And you can always contact me for a no charge consultation call.
0: Thanks guys for listening and we'll see you next week. Thank you.